Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. Well, uh, it seems that I stand corrected. The greenskins are perhaps rather more intelligent and dangerous than I had initially given them credit for. Thank you mm, for the uh, insight, Master Tavern Keeper. Ah, no, no, no. My pleasure, Heinrich. I'm just uh, spreading the knowledge. The more that we all come to understand, collectively, I mean, the more we will come together as a race, for I guarantee you this, it will be the ignorance of the true meaning of events and the intentions of both friends and foes that'll be the undoing of man in the end. As my uh, old tutor used to say, knowledge is our sword, knowledge is our shield, knowledge is our armor. Anyway, that's enough doomsaying. Shall we, uh, Get back to your tour of Albion, Master Alchemist. Oh, yes. That's fine by me. Excellent. Well, in your backwards retelling of your flight from Albion, you just related the attack on the tenth city of Bowler Hat by the giants Bollocks and Markle Grimmock. But where had you been before reaching that point? Oh, well, now, if you recall... I was part of the entourage, escorting the venerable truth sayer, Marbrin, from the north as he travelled down to the games at the Pillar of Og Agog and then on to the Great Ogham for the Great Ritual to renew the mists that shroud and protect Albion itself. It was also during this trip that uh, myself and the others decided to uh, leave the country. Ah, yes, indeed. Anyhow, before setting off to uh, Bola Hat, the various members of the entourage had first to muster and our rendezvous point was on the Lost Road, just to the east of the East Peaks that divide North Albion from the rest of the country. There had been some talk of uh, taking one of the ancient hidden labyrinthine tunnels under the mountains, as it would have taken weeks off the journey, but it had been uh, argued down. The Beast Peaks are a place that is best to uh, give a wide berth to. It is infested with monsters and outlaws, far too dangerous a place to take our uh, venerable leader. Instead, we made for the Lost Road, journey at where it skirts close to the mysterious Bleak Moor. Oh, yeah, and uh, what kind of place is that then? Ah, well, Bleak Moor is a large treeless area of blasted heaths, treacherous marshes, uh, clawing bogs, and interspersed with outcrops of ice-cold rocks and stones. It stretches out to the sea in the south and east, uh, the northeastern mountains in the north, and to the foot of the Beast Peaks in the west. Although it is bisected there by the Lost Road, the road that leads south to Bola Hat and north to the Forge of the Old Ones. Ugh, and uh, don't worry there, Heinrich, before you ask. I will come back to that later. I know uh, anything to do with the Old Ones holds a special interest for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are quite correct, Master Alchemist. Anyhow, as I've mentioned, 
probably a ad nauseum, as they say here in Attilia. Albion is covered in mist and fog that both hides and protects us from the outside world. This is not a permanent thing though. It moves, migrates, thickens, things and dissipates over time, which is why the ritual of renewal is required every full moon. But uh, Bleak Moor is different. It is perpetually covered in thick fog. To make navigating it even worse is the fact that the very ground within the mist changes and warps without rhyme or reason but uh, plenty of regularity. Paths are uh, there one day, but gone the next. Landmarks rise up where there were none only moments earlier and then disappear with equal ease. And the ground that feels firm with the first step becomes a sucking bog with the next. As you can imagine, the local tribesmen will do whatever they can to avoid entering the moor. And I also share this opinion for reasons I'll uh, divulge a little later. Anyhow, the, um, the mustering of Marbin's entourage took place over three days. The venerable Marvin had travelled down with myself and Merchant. Ah, the truth-sayer I knew back in Nordland. Yes, the very same. He and I and the other truth-sayers and uh, initiates from our branch had uh, travelled from the top of the great mountain, lonely Ogben, in the far north, where Marvin had been on retreat for 40 days and 40 nights, all the while fasting and meditating. We, though, we spent our time uh, waiting at the foot of the mountain, looking after his prize white hog, Torque, and uh, talking about our futures and practicing our magics. Our group was the first to arrive at the mustering on the Lost Road, and we set up camp just to the side of it. That night, Chosak, Murchard, Molowa, and his daughter, Brunona, and myself, all stayed up late, sitting around the fire and sipping on some uh, whiskey that uh, Chossack had managed to uh, barter for some of Torque's sacred dung. The family of huntsmen who were uh, returning from the Beast Peaks counted their blessings at such a rarefied uh, magical gift as uh, Torque's magical dung. But I'd, uh, I'd wager that we were the true benefactors of the deal. Anyhow, the fog of Bleak Moor was up to its usual tricks. And as we sat there, we could see fey lights and glowing spheres in the miasma as they danced across the heather. Murchard and I gave each other a uh, knowing glance before turning our backs on the moor and each taking a large gulp of whiskey. Benona immediately noticed our furtive glances to each other though. And what's up with you two then? Aren't the lights over the moor beautiful? We both shook our heads, but it was Murchard that actually chipped in to explain. Have you not heard the stories? People get lost on the moors following those beautiful mesmerizing lights, becoming drawn deeper and deeper into its depths. For those are no mere baubles that you're looking at. Well, what are they then? They are the spirits of those that got lost on the moor. The souls bound and tied to the place, hovering forever over the heaths, beguiling and seducing the foolish, ever eager to draw others to share in their fate. Humbug. If that was so, why, anyone with any sense would simply flee once they'd seen them for what they were, and none would get trapped. True. But that is not the sole danger. For even if those glowing apparitions don't get you, you're more than likely simply become lost and end up stranded on the moor, becoming increasingly more confused as the landscape warps about you. Never 
to let you return home. But even if you do find a way off the moor, it's not just the place. Time itself is out to get you. You might wander the moor for decades, even centuries, but return not a day older. Everything you knew and loved, having long passed into dust. Or perhaps you'll wander the moor for a lifetime, growing old and grey, only to stumble out to find that uh, in the real world, no time has passed at all. Your life having been fruitlessly robbed from you without any chance of recompense. And there is worse yet still. But at Murch's words, Verona drew back from us to consider what Murch had said before retorting. Humbug, they're just stories. You've got no proof of all of this. Cedric, why don't you tell her about the cave? And so, a little reluctantly, I have to say, I related to Bernona the tale that I'm about to relate to you.